Talk with Vicky Baez and JC. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, HR Talk. It's been a while since we've been back out here. It's our pleasure to be back. It has. I'm JC. That's Ricky Baez all the way down in the sunny state of Florida. He is live on the TikTok today for this recording. Got to give right. him credit. He's in his boutique, as he likes to say. <laughs> his boutique of HR. It's like it just again? a what huge... It? It's a boutique. It's a boutique. Boutique. Boutique <laughs> HR. Ricky Byers, what do you do? I am a boutique HR guy. I'm, I'm like loving that, that on your newest uh, TikTok uh, surge and sensation. Tell us a little bit about why you consider yourself in the boutique. It's a tiny HR consultancy firm. I don't see it growing any bigger than, you know, five employees. Oh, I don't your think freaking I want optimism it to grow. is amazing. Go on. Well, no, that's not optimism. I just know what I want from my business. And I mean, think about it. If the organization grew and grew and grew and grew, at some point, I'm going to get into like this big behemoth that the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. And uh, I think I got 10 more years, JC, for work. And I think I'm going to keep it as small as possible. I got my clients. I love working with the clients that I have right now. I got a couple coming on. And I just want to keep it as small and as specific to my clients as possible, if that made sense. You're like, no, that's what we sense at all. Oh, great. Oh, it makes sense. And in a world where only certain things make sense, others just don't. And okay. thinking about things that don't make sense, Ricky Baez, tell us a little bit about your most recent event, Disrupt HR. Yes, we were at Disrupt <laughs> HR Orlando. <laughs> I heard it didn't 13. make sense. I heard from people that it was horrible, Ricky Baez. I it heard was it was Who wretched. Who told you that? I know Good people that were there, and they were like, "This is not the typical, the typical fun night out that I would have." And some of them no. were thrown off a little bit. What happened? <laughs> well, those are probably the people who showed up, didn't buy a ticket, and got turned away. Oh, there it those is. The Go on. What happened? That. What happened? Talk to me. Well, no, no. I mean, it, it's it, look. So we had some people that showed up. Hang right? on. First then, off, uh, what is Disrupt HR? What is this event that you did? And then tell me about the night. So Disrupt HR is an HR networking event, and it's fast-paced. Every every speaker has exactly five minutes to say their piece. They have a presentation of 20 slides, and they have no control over their presentation. As soon as they start talking, the slide transition from one slide to the next every 15 seconds, and it's really terrifying, but hilarious and there's drinks that are involved there's a bar hr lets their hair down it's actually a pretty cool experience if you've never been to an hr networking event like this one um but you know it's this is the 13th one uh, the 13th one yeah that that we've done in central florida from daytona uh the land to orlando and uh i gotta tell you the 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 attendance just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. I think we got shut down when we were at EA Sports a few years ago. We had too many people in the building. And uh, uh, but what happened yesterday? It, it's we had a lot of people come in, and some people were just didn't have a ticket and they just couldn't come in. I'm kidding that it was them that that wrote that, but I'm pretty sure. Nobody said they had a horrible time last night. I think Everybody the horrible time, horrible time comes into play when you're stuck outside those doors and you can't get in because you planned poorly. Speaking of planning poorly. 
Folks let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. These are inspirational quotes. Let's get you back. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, inspirational quotes with Ricky Baez. Oh my goodness, you caught me up. Here we go, you ready? Flexibility is always key. I don't care what kind of skill sets you have as a leader. If you have communication skills, if you've got relationship building skills, all those skills flexibility is what you're going to need to manage whatever workforce we're going to get in these next couple of years. So be flexible with your employees. You never know what's going through their lives or in their lives behind the scenes. Be flexible with them. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. If you want a promotion, be flexible when that door closes. That's right. Not what I said. Exactly what what he said. That's what he meant. That's what he meant. Whatever. I don't know. Some people stay up too late. It's all good. Hey, let's talk about something serious now. Okay. Word on the street is, in the realm of human resources, there's a lot of people giving bad advice on TikTok. It's come to my attention that there are some, quote, stars on TikTok that know nothing about human resources, but simply reply to other people's videos, quoting things that they got from ChatGPT. <laughs> With that being said, Ricky Baez, I want your opinion on that one. I mean, look, it's, uh, I've, I've seen a trend on TikTok, and I'm not going to lie, I started doing it too. Uh, the only difference is I, I know about HR, <laughs> right? So <laughs> I go, I go on, on, on you know, just it, look, Everybody is on TikTok now, and it is such a big, a, a big mountain of an app at this moment that it just captures everybody's attention. So at night, I'm just going on TikTok, going up and down, checking what I see, checking the lives, which some of the lives are crazy, the uh, the the uh, TikTok lives. But what I started noticing is that people respond. So you know how you go on people's comments and you can respond, either you, you can write something, yeah, or you can do a video, yeah. right? But I'm like, oh, look, a video. So I just responded with a video, and it puts it right up here. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I started noticing a lot of people do that on other people's accounts. So if I know a lot about finance, and I go on somebody else's account and see who have a lot of followers, by the way, and I see them that there's, there's engagement back and forth between the creator or the author um, and the uh, people who are commenting, I can go in there and I can just respond and just insert my two cents into that conversation. And I'm noticing that's what a lot of TikTok users are using are doing these days to actually gain traction. So I'm like, I'm going to try that too. And uh it works. I got to tell you, it works. I just got to make sure that I don't say that's a question for me, all right? Because I don't want to um, mislead people and thinking, you know, oh, these are people asking me the question. This is I'm just chiming in. And uh, I'm late to the game, I know, but I got to tell you, it's been a fun ride so far. I've been doing it for a couple of months now, but it's uh, it's been a fun ride. I see you as well. From, you're, you're from the boutique. The boutique of HR. Wait, Ricky. I have a very important yeah. question for you. Go ahead. Go what ahead. are two things that you cannot eat for breakfast ever? 
Two things you can Two never things eat for breakfast. That you cannot eat for breakfast ever. Okay. A breakfast muffin and a breakfast sandwich. <laughs> breakfast muffin and breakfast sandwich. Yeah. I mean, they're meat for breakfast. That's the wrong ah. answer. <laughs> the right answer is lunch and dinner. Oh, big cat Ricky Byers can't hat. take you anywhere. Oh, no, big cat, right, big cat two or three. Go on now. Big cat two or three over on LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, listen to me. Big cat two or three over on TikTok Live. Got it. Good job there, big cat. Hey, uh, if you're lucky, I think Ricky Byers is going to send you one of those five dollar gift certificates to Ammo Guns Massage and More down on uh, Okoe Boulevard or something <laughs> like that. Right, Rick? No. Not today. It's not ammo, guns, and more. It was, uh, <laughs> what was it? It was ammo, it was guns, comic book, and laundry. That's what we saw in the same place. And that was in Longwood. That was hey, in man. Longwood. That's where you, it was. You so. got to give it up for Florida. They do some of the most amazing things down there. Speaking of Florida, <laughs> we do have some amazing uh, stories coming for you a little bit later on in today's program. Oh, you had me excited. In our Florida man segment. But in the meantime, we yeah. do have some business to get down to oh we got business it's time for current events current events today is brought to you in part by no one we don't have a damn sponsor we are on episode 300 who knows how many (laughs) and no one will give us a freaking dollar to do this so that's right this is crazy your company or name could be here. Anyone that gifts Ricky in the TikTok right now, you will be the sponsor. Even send, send Ricky one rose on TikTok and then... No, uh, wait a minute. Go Big on. Cat 2 or 3, I'll collect it next time I see Ricky at Disney. <laughs> uh, stay away that from was, the restrooms. That was... That's all I have to say. So, <laughs> okay, at now. the uh, top of the list here, uh, we do have some very urgent news out of the ranks okay. of Amazon. A lot of people know this. It's not really too... Uh, too too brand new, but Amazon has ended fully remote work, and they've demanded the staff return to the office. I've got some words here about that. I'll read off a few uh, first pieces yeah. and toss it back to you, Ricky Byers. So Amazon has become the latest company to put a stop to remote work, announcing that it expects its employees to return to the office three days a week. Now, despite a massive increase in remote work since the pandemic, many companies, including Disney, Tesla, and Activision have broken their promise to allow employees to work from home in recent months. The news is unlikely to be welcomed by Amazon employees who have recently been laid off in very large numbers. Those yeah. people are not going to be asked to return to work. However, in the blog post uh, that was on the Internet, which was invented by Al Gore and renamed by George Bush, employees are stating that uh, collaborative opportunities, stronger team connections when working face-to-face, and easier learning in person are at their top of the list of reasons why they do want to come back. And whether or not you want to come front, that's a different story. But some roles that were already fully remote prior to the pandemic, such as customer support and sales, have been confirmed to remain. So though Amazon states these positions will be in the minority, they will not have to be uh, coming back on a regular basis. With that being said, back over to you, and then I'll continue with the story. What do you think of some of that? 
I, you know, it's, it's interesting that we have some big organizations that are taking that stance because they can afford to take that stance, right? They, they have a line out the door for people wanting to work with them. But I just do not understand what is the big deal about bringing people back into the office when they were working perfectly well at home and they were working really good and, and actually creating value for the organization, arguably more value than if they were in the office. I guess they're working longer. I just don't understand why these big behemoths are doing that. I was surprised at Disney. You know, now that uh, Bob Shapek got uh, got pushed out and then uh, Iger came back in, I was really surprised that he is looking to bring people back into the office, which a lot of people, although they welcome um, uh, um, um, Iger with with uh, with uh, open arms, um, a lot of senior leaders are pushing back on returning back to the office now. From Disney's perspective, from Amazon's perspective, I completely understand it. I get it because they have all this real estate, and what and what are they going to do with it? And they feel like they're losing grasp. And it's my advice to the leaders out there is to go ahead and trust your employees. If they did really good during the pandemic, uh, working from home, then it's proven to have worked. So why disrupt the uh, process and bring them back in? I, well, I, I, I only have to. I could understand from the Disney perspective, just from this one. Uh certain lens and that being ant-man and the wasp quantum mania sucked it only pulled in 104 million dollars domestically following its february 17th debut and uh it slid in the box office down in mexico a lot of people didn't like it so with that (laughs) it could be retribution the retribution of ant-man attacking disney uh whose stocks are down uh 1.7 percent as of today go on well, I mean, Ant-Man, I haven't seen it, but I have yet to hear anybody give me a good review about Ant-Man. Everything, the only con- the only consistent message I've received is that it was a horrible movie. And I don't know how Marvel let that happen. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's, um, it, it's, it's right now, it really is a big issue with these organizations. And if they, th- you know what, I'm not going to say if they think they're going to win this one. This is kind of like, uh, um, HD disc. What was it? HD disc and, uh, and, and Blu-ray about 15 <laughs> years ago. Betamax, right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm thinking, you know, it's going to be one of those things. Let's see who's going to win this one. But I got to tell you, you've got a lot of Gen Zs that are coming in with different work expectations than what the leaders are expecting. So it's going to oh, be yeah. an issue no, in a couple absolutely. of years. They want yeah. Tide Pods in the lunchroom, of course. You know. And- <laughs> so look. Uh- <laughs> All right, continuing forward, uh, Amazon, uh, continuing with Amazon. Amazon is following in the footsteps of Tesla, Disney, and others. In the last few months, we've seen two trends emerge in technology, massive layoffs and the call to return to the office. Now, Activision Blizzard, no one really cares about them, but they're continuously in the news. And that massive games company, which really kind of sucks, they're on the verge of a Microsoft merger at this time, which would make them popular again. And it was announced this week that it was discontinuing remote work as well. That's also on the heels of sexual harassment claims and issues with the EEOC (laughs) over the past couple of years. But we're not going to mention that in most articles that you read. So Tesla, it was one of the first companies to require employees to return to the office, which is perhaps not surprising, uh, giving uh, cologne owner Elon Musk. Uh, dislike of remote work. That's a cologne, right? Elon Musk. Uh, it's it's a man, but okay, I'm sure right, there's a cologne. Enough. So yeah, uh, yeah. Elon Musk insisted that alien, Twitter employees return to the office shortly after taking over the company last year and making massive layoffs. And of course, they needed to return to their office. So employees <laughs> in India were told they could work from home this week because the company had closed its offices there. 
Now, look, Disney is another large corporation that has recently returned to the office. CEO Bob Iger's thoughts on the subject are similar to uh, other people out there, citing when employees don't collaborate in person, creativity suffers, which just goes on to show uh, that they're lacking creativity in general. Put the Tide Pods back in the lunchroom. Ant-Man did suck. (laughs) Move forward. Ricky Baez, back to you. I don't think creativity suffered. I really think organizations just, they got to a point when it was. Wait, 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 wait. You disagree with the legendary Bob Iger. I do. I do. I do. Although I understand what he is saying. Creativity can suffer. It doesn't have to suffer. It doesn't have to suffer. It's the workforce has proven. They have proven for the past three years that productivity cannot suffer. There's some outliers out there who people who don't do what they're supposed to. I know somebody who have four jobs, four jobs while they were on. Uh, it, it, they were working from home. All four jobs, they were working them from home. Right at now, the, same the time? argument. At the same time. Oh, wow. Got four W-2s. That's a thing, actually. There's a website that helps you find jobs that you're able to do that. It's not that the jobs know about the other jobs. It's there's such lack of oversight. All right. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I got a question for for everyone that's here today. First person that answers. Just go ahead. Hit the buzzer. Uh, Is it ethically appropriate to work more than one job remotely at a time? Ricky, Ricky, you hit the buzzer it, it, first. Uh, I sorry, did. I didn't even the, notice. I didn't know I had a buzzer. There. Anyone okay. in the chat? Um, I'm sorry you didn't get to hit it. Go ahead. What is your your thoughts on that one? Let's see if it's on the board. It is ethically not appropriate to have a job at the same time, working the same hours and charging the same right, thing for right. another job. All right. So he says not ethically appropriate. Survey says. <laughs> Not ethically appropriate. Good call. Wow, who did, Good call. Who did, they, who did they survey? Like attorneys? Some attorneys at the mall they survey because no, I don't they, know anybody I, else who would answer that. I think they surveyed people that got called back to the office that don't have four jobs and they're disgruntled. But go on. <laughs> That's probably what it is, right? Um, no. So, so what do you do at that point from a from a business perspective, JC? A business perspective. You've got millions and millions and millions of dollars in your real estate portfolio. So what are you going to do? Oh, no, no, no. You don't have millions and millions in your portfolio. You used to. But now, (laughs) three quarters of what's there. Okay, uh, so you lost a quarter of it. You're down to three quarters. And then out of that three quarters, one quarter of that is set aside for futures. So now you're down to a half of what you had. And out of the half of what you had, three quarters of that is dedicated to DEI. Because if you don't do that, you're you're not going to get to hire anyone. And the remaining quarter is left for Tide Pods. So with that being said, what other <laughs> options do you have, Ricky? I mean, boy, you're stuck in these Tide Pods, right? That's, that's, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Look, here's what you do, business leaders. Continue to trust your employees. That's it. It really is that simple. Continue to trust your employees. Going back to the Bob Iger thing, him thinking that it's not that you lose creativity. You don't lose creativity. You just have to find a different way to get there again. That's it. You have to find a different way. How you got to get your team to be creative when everybody's at the office, that process should be the exact same thing to trying to get everybody to be creative uh, virtually. Because when people are comfortable, when they're comfortable, they are able to work creatively. And if they're not able to come to the office, (laughs) 
because for whatever reason, you're going to have them working there under duress. But then it's what really is stifling creativity is you forcing them into an environment they don't want to be in. You want people to be creative. Let them work in their own environment where they're able to produce for you. If they don't produce, yes, let them go. Put them on a plan to make sure they improve. And if the plan doesn't work, let them go. Aside from that, give them a chance. The past three years, we've proven it. That's we've right. Proved it. You heard it here first. Fire every single one of them. I did not say that. I thought Boy, that's what you just you said. Are. You keep me on your toes there, brother. You keep me on your toes. <laughs> on my toes. I, I keep toes? you on my toes. This is getting <laughs> weird. It is. It is. All right. Moving it on. It is getting fucking weird. All right. Moving on. So uh, in regards to the remote work, the question on the table is, is it coming to an end? So over the last few months, we've seen numerous alarming headlines all about companies telling employees to return to the office or else holding bunnies by the ears with pistols to their head. So with a number of high-profile companies making the case for in-person working, many businesses continue to have a strong remote work policy. Now, remote work has numerous advantages. According to one study, the average remote worker in the United States not only saves 55 minutes per day, but also works longer, putting in more time into their job that they would have otherwise wasted on commuting or walking around to other people's cubicles or eating the salsa dip from the lady down five rows who has a golden retriever. Now, not only that, but there's evidence that remote workers no longer have good lives at home, according to some of the bad press out there. They're trying to paint the picture that remote workers are losing their minds in a way, and they're losing their health. So they're trying to push people back to the office. There's also organizations that are still introducing remote work. And despite previously being staunchly opposed to it, just this week, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, who is absolutely horrible, by the way, he did announce a pilot program for remote work for city employees. Uh, It is not going well with the trash collectors. So there's also hard evidence that... (laughs) What? I, I don't know what to tell you. There's also hot evidence that employees value the ability to work remotely, even if it means accepting a lower paycheck. Some people just want to keep working, even though you agreed to pay them $15 an hour. So companies that continue to demand that their employees return to the office on a regular basis may find that their workforce leaves for more open-minded employers like Taco Bell. Back to you. What? How is Taco Bell an open-minded employer? Oh, they're pretty open. Have you had a chalupa lately? I'm telling you. The last chalupa I had was about 10 years ago, and I don't think I'm doing that again. Well, you got to give it a shot. Here's the interesting thing about that business model. You know, it, it all came down to Pepsi not being able to compete with Coke in restaurants. So instead of trying to force Pepsi into more restaurants, they said, screw it. I'm just going to buy KFC and Taco Bell. And then now Pepsi owns KFC and Taco Bell and whatever the third one is. I forget what it is. And then they started putting up franchises everywhere. So they're like, I'm just going to own the businesses. And it kind of sp- spun off on its own. Yeah, there's a whole thing there. Uh, different that, different discussion true? for a different time. Yeah. Okay. Google right. it. I don't know. Is it not? I don't know. Is everything you Google true? Don't put your socialism on me, Ricky Baez. <laughs> No, I'm just putting you on your toes. That's about it. You're There's on no my socialism toes. Here. You're on my toes. <laughs> All right. So, so what are your thoughts about the, that little bit of the article I brought forward for you? No, dude. Look, it, it's it's organizations 
flexibility. <laughs> Just listen. Listen to what I said earlier. Be flexible. This is not going to turn well. I'm telling you folks, everybody listening, all the business owners, HR people, everybody out there listening right now, hear what I'm telling you right now. Just listen to me. Put your ear to the to the thing and it's ignore time. the David Banner it's music. Time to listen <laughs> to Ricky Bias. Listen to me. I'm telling you and I it's I'm no genius, but I could smell a steak a mile away. And here's what's happening. I smell a steak a mile away. So what happens is in five, 10 years, a work from home or flexible scheduling model is going to be just as common as an HMO. So you might as well get used to it right now. Get used to it right now. I work, I work with a staffing agency and I see what they go through. And it's when people call in, when people call in and they ask, hey, before we begin, is this a remote position? No, sorry, we're not going to work. It's not going to. That, that's how bold people have gotten. Right. So that's what you see in some of these uh, in, in, in some of these job postings at the very top. Remote work, remote work, remote work, because that seems to be a hot topic these days. So flexibility, these organizations, they're going to end up losing and it's okay because that means the market is going to dictate. I'd rather have the market dictate than the government step in and say, here's what you need to do. Let the market dictate when these organizations cannot find anybody, then they're going to be forced to short to, uh, to uh, change their policies and procedures. Ricky Baez, real quick before we move on to the next story, if two is a company and three is a crowd, what do four and five make? Six, seven, eight. No. No. If, if two is a company and three is a crowd, what do four and five make? I don't know. Big cat, two or three. What do you got? Let's see what big cat says. I have no idea. What is it? Nine. Four and five make nine. <sighs> Our current events segment continues on. Your next story is all about Disney. Great. On Monday, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed legislation to take control of municipal services and development in the special zone that includes Walt Disney World. The move severely limits the company's ability to operate autonomously. According to the amazing Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, the special district surrounding Disney World has allowed the park to circumvent local rules and building codes. With that being said, he dropped the hammer. Back to you. Yeah, he did. He dropped that hammer. And for those of you who do not know, Disney has its own government entity. And the reason Disney, and it's called Reddy Creek, and it's got its own fire department and its own, you know, its, its government body. And the reason that came to be many, many moons ago when Walt Disney brought the organization here to Central Florida from California is that it just became easier for Disney to have its own government body so they can approve their own plans. It just makes everything easier to build and expand and Instead of asking for permission from the government. Now, this has been in place for like 40, 50 years, I think. Right? It's, it's been in place for a while. What the governor is doing, right? And, 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 and it's about to get dicey here, so watch out. What the governor is doing is that I guess the governor, when he was signing the Don't Say Gay Bill, Disney stepped in and say, you know what? We don't like that. So they started going back and forth. Um, and next thing you know, now the governor is getting ready to uh, take away the uh, the government entity that Disney had. And 
I don't know because I don't know how this is going to turn out. You know, I mean, he is the Republican governor, and my and I thought that a Republican governor would step in, actually not step in, and just not meddle into business affairs, and that's exactly what's happening right now. And I, I look, Disney is a huge employer in the state of Florida. It is the number one employer in Central Florida, uh, and it's one of the main reasons why Florida has no state taxes, which I love that about this state. But this one is going to be really interesting because um, it, it's it's those two behemoths are going back and forth, and just how Amazon and Disney are going up against uh, potential employers and uh, employees and candidates when it comes to coming back into the office. We'll see who's going to win this one because. At some point, at some point, somebody is going to have to pick up the, that that tax bill for Disney, right? Uh, and paying all those employees who work for the Rady Creek District. So that's going to be us, the taxpayers. So we'll see how that happens. Yeah, I've got a little more for you on that. Just like you said, the establishment of the self-governing zone known as the Rady Creek Improvement District was critical in Disney's decision to build a theme park near Orlando in the 1960s. The zone mm-hmm. encompassed nearly 25 thousand acres and it's located between orange and osceola counties and thanks to disney's investments the ready creek improvement district recently uh i'm sorry uh received electricity water roads and police and police mm-hmm. now according to a local tax collector disney has been taxing itself approximately 53 million dollars per year to pay off debts associated with that development however on monday future president ron DeSantis emphasized that under the new structure, Disney would still be responsible for its municipal debts and local governments would not raise taxes. I, I don't know how he can say that without giving us details as to how, because the organization who was supposed to be doing it was dissolved. <laughs> so I don't know how that's going to happen. <laughs> don't worry. I'm going to build a pool. You're going to jump in it, but you're not going to get wet. You're not going to get wet. Yeah. Please explain to me how that's going to happen. So we'll see. I don't want to. I don't want to pay those taxes. Here's a list of major companies requiring employees to return to the office, and we're going to tell you a little Uh-oh. bit about the four of these right here. And at the end of each one, Ricky buys jump in and tell me what you think. So, Apple in August, Ooh. senior executives instructed employees to report to work at least three days a week. Now, according to CEO Tim Cook, the decision was made to restore in-person collaboration. Employees responded with a petition shortly after the announcement, claiming that they can do exceptional work from home. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. They can. This is the world's most, one of the world's most advanced companies. And they can't figure that piece out? Uh, they can't They're figure saying? out a lot. They're struggling to devise a phone that could rival an Android phone. I mean, like, they're, they're struggling. No, no. They're, they're I think you got that backwards. Time. I think every other phone is struggling to keep up with iPhone. But that's neither here nor there. It's okay. It's right. You don't have, oh, you do have an iPhone now. You don't have an iPhone. You don't. You're See, talking he to have people an in the chat? Or? Talking to you, man. I'm talking to you, JC. Nah, no one likes those things. All right, next one for you. <laughs> Goldman Sachs and Company. CEO David Sullivan told Fortune Magazine in March. I don't even know if they're magazine. Maybe it's just Fortune. But he told Fortune in March that the company was asking employees to return to work five days a week. And in October, Goldman Sachs CEO told CNBC that approximately 65% of his employees were working in the office already. Goldman Sachs. CEO David Solomon told them they need to come back to work to the office five days. What were they doing before? Seven? 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? What were they doing before? No idea. Holy crap. <laughs> Could you imagine going to an organization, starting brand new on day one, new employee orientation, and they're like, you got here just in time. We just reduced our schedules to six days a week. Lucky you. <laughs> no. Out. Incredible thoughts from an incredible man. Ricky Baez. Incredible thoughts. All right, moving on. So Google, Google employees in the San Francisco Bay Area and several other U.S. locations have been told to return to work at least three days a week beginning April 2022. But we all know what happened this year. They just laid them all off. So moving on, according to a draft of the document shared by an internal Slack message viewed by uh, someone at a magazine company that's also an online publisher. Salesforce CEO Mark Bernioff has made revisions to the company's annual strategic plan, including return to office mandates. Salesforce did previously state that employees would be able to work from anywhere, and now they're liars. Back to you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they're liars. I think Wait I think. Wait a minute. They... Wait a minute. Uh-huh. If you make a promise that my employees can work from anywhere and then now you you do different, the employee will perceive that you're lying. True. True. And that's why as a leader, you have to step in and explain that. So what's his name? Bernie Madoff? Bernie Madoff needs to step in. No. Mark <laughs> Benoff. Benoff. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Stroganoff. Here's what he needs to do. If and I'm really hoping, JC, I'm really hoping that what happened here was is that they had they have new information now that's making them relook reevaluate their previous position. I'm hoping that's what it is. Because if that's what it was, then you know what? Then get up there, explain what you said earlier and what's making you change your mind right now. If you're not clear and concise with your employees, they're gonna think exactly what you said. They're liars. You guys are liars, and as soon as it's organized as soon as employees Employees that lose trust with an organization, there's thousands of others they can choose from. Ricky Baez, do, me a, do me a favor real quick. Tap, uh, tap your microphone with your finger for me, please. Yeah, it's dead. Your mic died. It's dead? Yeah, your mic's dead right now. Ah, uh, great. I don't know great. where I'm hearing you through. I think I'm hearing you through your computer right now or somewhere else. Really? Uh, I got this. But anyways, as you were just talking moments ago, Bernie Madoff, for anyone interested out there, Netflix has a new series, Made Off the Monster of Wall Street. Uh, it has been left out of uh, recent uh, pushes to go watch it, but uh, I do believe that That's you can check That's a real show? That. Oh, you're back. You're back. Thank you. I'm back. Time. Okay, got it. Yeah. That's a real show? Yes. It was a recent Netflix documentary series called Made Off the Monster of Wall Street by Emmy Award-winning filmmaker Joe Berlinger, and it told the story of the largest Ponzi scheme in history. Uh, wow. The Netflix series acknowledges yeah. that the SEC was complicit in Madoff's scam and that he could have been caught if uh, one investigator assigned to the case had done about 30 minutes of checking. But uh, it's funny. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a whole thing going on with that. I uh, highly recommend checking that out. It's an uh, interesting series since you're uh, stuck on Bernie Madoff today. Yeah, sure. I'll check it out then. I will check it out. All right. Before we get into our final segments of the day, um, and before I toss it back to you for something, um, I have to ask you. And all your t- we still have people in the uh, TikTok live right now. 
Oh, we got we 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 got about five right now. Right, well, that's out. fine. That's fine. People come and go. So here's <laughs> here's the next one. A man started walking while it was raining. He did not have an umbrella. Also, he wasn't wearing a hood or hat. All his clothes got worn and wet, but not a single hair on his head had water in it. His hair was not wet. How did that happen? He had a toupee and left it at home. The man was bald. Exactly good, Ricky Byer. Really? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's a master's degree from Rollins College. Stop by rollinscollege.edu <laughs> to look into furthering your educational prowess. That's right. So, Rick Rollins Byer's- College, the school that would help you with useless riddles. <laughs> there you are. There it is. There it is. All right, over to you for a little bit before we head into our final segment. Whatever you got. What's going on, man? Well, no, you know, it, it's I'm, I'm, I'm meeting with clients, more and more clients every day, and everybody I meet with asks me the same thing about that. That's why this topic was important today, JC, because there's a lot of clients asking if they should, if they really should start bringing people back into the office. And what I'm telling them is, are you asking me this because this is what you're seeing on the news cycle or you really feel that way? Because it doesn't sound like you really feel that way if you're asking me about it. Right. So my question is, what is your pain point? And if they cannot give me a pain point that has to do with work and everything to do with a talking point on the media cycle, then you know what? Leave everything just the way it is. If they're performing, leave it just the way it is. And I have one client who was asking, well, I've got all this real estate. So what am I going to do with it? Look, you're going to pay the taxes on it, whether somebody's in there or not. You might as well make that work for you. And I'm no financial advisor by any means, but if you have a real estate, portfolio that's not being used you might as well convert that into an asset that's generating income rent it out rent it out make it a profitable in the black type of a uh, of a um uh um income generating stream so that's what i'm telling folks out there right now connect with your tax professional and your and your financial planner but if you have a lot of real estate out there and you want to bring people back into the office that's not the answer just rent it out and convert that into a money-making business All right, with that being said, we're heading into a brand new segment of the program. It's called Ask Chat GPT. Oh, sweet. For today's segment, I simply went to Chat GPT and asked it, tell me a story about Ricky Baez. The following story was written by Chat GPT. Once upon a time, in a small town in the Dominican Republic, there was a young man named Ricky Baez. Ricky came from a low-income family that struggled to to make ends meet, but he was determined to make a better life for himself. How how stereotypical of you, ChatGPT? Like, <laughs> like he couldn't have been from freaking Beverly Hills or something. Like, you know, Dominican like, Republic. Like, what are they he doing? He used to be a baseball player. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Ricky was always fascinated by airplanes as a child and aspired to be a pilot. He would spend hours watching planes take off and land at the local airport, imagining himself in the cockpit, soaring through the sky. <laughs> ChatGPT, Ricky refused. Dude, this, this is not real. This is not real. This, this is, no is way. real. Ricky refused to give up on his dream, despite numerous obstacles and setbacks. He worked hard in school, studying math, science, and English, all of which he knew would be useful in his future career. He worked odd jobs around town and even sold homemade snacks to his classmates <laughs> to save money. What is this doing? Do me a favor. On your end, uh, d- tell it to um, 
I'm already to ahead tell of you. you a story about JC, okay? I'm already ahead of you. Thank you. <laughs> Ricky's dream came true after years of hard work and determination. He was accepted into a prestigious flight school in the United States where he excelled in his studies and earned his pilot's license. Ricky Baez went on to have a successful career as a commercial airline pilot, flying around the world and fulfilling a childhood dream. He never forgot his roots in the Dominican Republic. However, he remained dedicated to giving back to his community. He established a scholarship program for underprivileged Dominicans in order to provide them with the same opportunities that he had. And as a result, Ricky Baez became an inspiration to all new to all who knew him. A testament to the power of perseverance and belief that with hard work and determination, anything is possible. In the wake of his passing, we'll always remember him till this what? day. I'm dead? You're dead. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm wow. dead. Got it. Chat GPT. Stories from Chat GPT. All right. Okay. So that, that was mine um, for you. And uh, let me get the other music ready here real quick. It'll just take me one second. Pad a little bit for me while I get the music. And while you do that, here is what I asked Chat GPT. Tell me a story about JC from the HR Talk podcast. It gave me a cool, pretty, uh, a pretty cool story. You ready? All right, here we go. Once upon a time, there was a man named JC who worked in the human resources department of a large corporation. He was passionate about his job and loved helping employees navigate their way through the company's policies and procedures. One day, he decided to start a podcast called HR Talk, where he could share his knowledge and experience with a wider audience. JC's podcast quickly gained popularity among HR professionals and employees alike. He covered a wide range of topics from recruitment and employee retention to workplace culture and diversity and inclusion. Listeners just love his practical advice and his engaging storytelling style, and many reach out to him for advice with their own HR challenges. Almost there. As the podcast grew, grew in popularity, JC became something of a celebrity in the HR world. Check you out. He was invited to speak at conferences and events and even wrote a book based on the advice that he shared on the podcast. <laughs> But despite his success, JC never lost sight of what's most important to him, helping employees and organizations succeed. Two more paragraphs. Over time, JC became known not just for his expertise in HR, but for his kindness and empathy towards others. Aww. <laughs> He was always willing to lend an ear and offer advice, whether it was to a listener struggling with a difficult workplace situation or to a colleague going through a personal crisis. Go ahead, bro. In the end, JC's legacy wasn't just the podcast he had created, but the positive impact he had on the lives of countless employees and organizations. He had shown that HR wasn't just about policies and procedures, but about people. And that by putting people first, organizations could achieve great things. And so, JC's name became synonymous with not just HR expertise, but with compassion, kindness, and a genuine desire to help others succeed. Wow. I feel privileged. I do. And check this out. I followed up with ChatGPT and asked it how you died. And it told me how you died. How, How did I die? Okay, are you ready for this? 
I'm ready. I'm ready. Was I eating a chicken wing? Once upon a time, in a small town in the countryside, there was a man named Ricky Baez. He was well known in his community for his generous, kind nature. One day, Ricky was diagnosed with a rare and incurable disease. The community rallied around him, showing their love and support as his health deteriorated. They held fundraisers and events to cover his medical bills. It didn't matter. He died peacefully. <laughs> okay. Wow. So wait a minute. How come when you ask it about me, it tells you that I'm from the Dominican Republic. I'm from Puerto Rico, by the way. And I love airplanes. But when I ask it about you, it tells me this big, great story about the legend of the H.R. J.C. I mean, it's crazy, right? It's crazy. Chad GPT has a bias, I think. I don't know. It does. So I asked, I asked Chad GPT, I asked it. So how did J.C. die? I'm sorry, but I cannot answer the question as I was not given any information or context about JC's death. Go on. In the story I previously shared, there was no mention of JC's death. I can only provide right. information based on the context and detail provided to me. Too easy. Too easy. Appreciate you, Chat GPT. Good looking. Good looking. Hey, guess what? Chat GPT referred itself as to me. Yeah. Crazy, right? Guess what, Ricky? What? All right. It's time for Florida Man Stories. Florida Man Stories, brought to you in part by... We don't have a sponsor. We really don't have sponsors still. Is there anyone in the chat that's gifted you today yet? Not even one No, they haven't given, but you know what? No, Florida Man Stories is brought to you by Biasco Learning. If you want HR boutique, HR consultancy service, and amazing HR training, Biesco.com. B-A-E-Z-C-O.com. Come check us out. The boutique. It's a boutique. It's HR a boutique. Firm. It is. Right. I got a French poodle for the full purpose of the same boutique. You I really got a French, French poodle? poodle? I really should get one for the office. Can you imagine? And then I have like a little, little hat. A little mustache and everything. Cigarette with a little thing at the end. That'd be great. All right. Your first Florida story. A Florida woman has described how she left her corporate job to clear chronic clutter for $100,000 a year. Kayleen Kelly, 37 years old, has always been fascinated by decluttering and transforming spaces. But it wasn't until she quit her corporate job, told him to piss off in January 2015, when she started to organize... Full time, and that's when she realized her dream. She transformed the homes of 1,000 clients since making this major life change and is now earning four times what she did before. She used to make $28,000 a year at an HR super tower place where they kind of like make video games, something over that way. I don't know, it was a horrible job. She thought it was HP, like <laughs> printers, but it wasn't. The decluttering specialist specializes in chronic and out of control mess. Clutter is unconcerned with your background or the size of your home. And Kayleen Kelly Horn organizing and redesign was founded in April 2014 after she left that job and she earned $40,000 the first year. Now she earns $100,000 a year while working only 23 hours a week. And she employs three people. So wow. ultimately, at the end of the day, if you stop for more than three seconds, keep it and circle back is her life advice. It's all about function and not form, according to her, the designer. Ricky Baez, back to you. 
I love stories like these. I do. I love stories like these where where people can just find their niche, niche, whatever, you know what I mean, and and, and just figure out how to bring money in and working less out. Because, you know, JC, at the end of the day, that's all that we want. We want to be able to live comfortably, be able to work less and get paid more. I mean, it's not, not what we all want. She did it. Good for her. Go ahead. That advice was weird, though. That's all you got? That's all I got, man. Life advice from Ricky Baez. I like that one. That was good. Story. Your next Florida story is the proverbial Florida man story. Still no gifters on the TikTok, so we're not going to talk about any of you out there today, sadly. And this (laughs) one is brought to you in part by... Yeah, no one. Could be you. So after winning thousands of dollars on a winning scratch-off ticket, a South Florida man thought he'd hit the jackpot. But his good fortune ran out when it came time to cash in on the massive prize. According to reports, Joe Chung went into the lottery office to cash in his winnings after learning he won $10,000. While he was there, he was told the state was keeping his winnings and that he owed the state money. A message appeared, according to news outlets, confirming his winnings. The message congratulated him and directed him to the location where he could claim his prize. Chung, however, left empty-handed. Instead of the cash prize, the unemployment mecha- the unemployed mechanic was given a piece of paper stating that he owed money to the state of Florida, specifically the Department of Economic Opportunity for wow. Unemployment Compensation. During the COVID-19 pandemic, Chung, allowed, uh, Chung allegedly received unemployment benefits. He was told that he had been overpaid and that he owed $7,800. Chung's confusion didn't end there. As he sought and received forgiveness, he stated that the overpayments had been waived and that he had documentation to prove it. It didn't matter. He tried for months to contact the Department of Economic Opportunity to get things straight. Uh, He called. He left six voicemails. He did a lot of stuff. He threw his hands in the air and waved them like they didn't care. Local (laughs) 10 down there in that region reported, all right, from January 2022 to January 2023, 9,800 Florida lottery winners received the same letters claiming they owed the state money, with the majority owing funds directly to the Department of Economic Opportunity for Unemployment. And when they tried to call, they were unable to reach the department. Chung received a phone call a few days later informing them that there's an error and it would take four to six weeks to get a check back. After the local news channel, Channel 10, contacted the department with his information. The winnings, however, are now on their way to Chung. And the DEO stated that such overpayment procedures are in place to mitigate fraud with prevention measures preventing more than $23.3 billion in fraud. Ricky Baez, back to you. You know how upset I would be? So wait a minute. So because the state messed up and they overpaid him, which I get it. It's not his money. He shouldn't have kept it. But, I mean, come on. If the state messed up, now you're not going to mess up and pay him this money that he's owed? That's that's messed up. But still, I get it. They he go. received money that doesn't belong to him. There they go. They're riding away. They're riding over the money. They just took They're your cash. Away. They're riding away. Like Billy the Kid with a big white bag with a dollar sign on it. Just with the with the poor guy's money. That's messed up, man. But I get we, it. We got your cash, Chum. We you got your cash. He, 
here's the thing. I have seen I have seen organizations and look from an HR perspective, payroll does mistakes. You know, humans are behind payroll and humans make mistakes. So there are some situations that sometimes payroll overpay employees and then employees, they think the money's theirs. And as soon as we catch it, this is what any organization I've worked with. As soon as we catch it, we send a letter out to say, hey, we, we made a mistake. And we also give them an opportunity to pay it back in installments because, you know, not everybody checks their paycheck every day. But God help us if we're short 50 cents. Oh, the whole world's going to drop. Right. If we're short of 50 cents, we get all the stories. I need this money right now. My house is about to get repoed, uh, uh, um, repossessed my car. And I'm like, it takes three months for that to happen. But OK, fine. This 50 cents is going to do something about it. But what happens is at the end of the day, if you receive money that's not yours, you do have the responsibility to give it back, regardless of whether it was a mistake or not. So I know I'm saying it's messed up because, you know what, during the pandemic, the uh, the Department of Economic economic opportunity here in florida really screwed things up they were not nobody was ready for it but still man this dude won 10 grand he was unemployed and not to get that letter from the state that's crappy it's time for the throwback train are you ready for this one sure this is the face of the franchise you don't know my name but you know my face Welcome to HR Talk with Ricky and JC. How'd that make you feel? Ah, oh, man, I miss my boy. I miss, man, I miss the face. I might see him here here in a couple of weeks. Actually, wait, wait a minute. We could talk about this right now, right, JC? You're coming down to uh, to Florida, aren't you? Yes. When? April. April. April 19th, April 19th, oh. we're going to be at the Radisson at uh, over by Port Canaveral there. Space Coast HR Conference. That's right. We're going to be in Port Canaveral. JC is going to be manning the stage. I'm going to be there, too. And we're going to get to see the face of the franchise. So that's going to be fun recording with him and catching up with the guy. Ricky Buzz, what oh, do you got on tap? What's going on in your world? Conferences, things you're doing, what's going on? Oh, man, talk about conferences. Man, I have the Jacksonville annual HR conference. That is going to be the end of April, April 27th and 28th over in Jacksonville. I'm also going to be in the in Maryland the end of March, March 31st at the um, uh, Southern Maryland HR Association Management. That's Harassum. I love how that's called. Um, I'm also going to be in Maryland also for the uh, another annual conference at the end of the year. More information is coming to that later on. And Leslie Miserak. You remember Leslie Miserak, right? Oh, yeah. Leslie, man. So she just rebranded her organization. She Her organization went from Miserak Executive Coaching, which she does an amazing job, by the way. And she is now rebranded to Get Courageous. And she just started that last week. She's doing really good. She and I did a uh, influential, influential leadership workshop last week. And we did this training. It was really good. Had a blast. Stay tuned. We're going to get some more of that coming live and in Zoom in the next couple of months, so stay tuned for that information. So, a lot of cool things happening, brother. A lot of cool That's things. Who is 
What's the name of her company now? Get Courageous. Love it. She the, oh man, dude! I we I cannot wait to get her back on here so we could talk about it and see some of the cool things she. You when was the last time you spoke with Leslie? Oh geez, it's probably been about two, three years, maybe five. Oh, dude, yeah, no, I think I haven't wow. seen her since uh, the last decade. Last time, no, wait a minute. Yeah, last time you saw her, it was we would disrupt HR over in EA Sports, right over in Maitland. That was before the pandemic. Yeah, it was the pandemic. Yes, it definitely was. You sound like my son. <laughs> Daddy, you are you afraid of the corona? I'm like, virus, not coronas. Daddy loves coronas. What else you got going on? Best That's ways got, people can brother. find you, best ways people get in touch with you. Oh, Any of that man. other stuff. Bye. B-A-E-Z-C-O, Biesco Learning. You can also find me on TikTok, Ricky the HR Guy. I have a lot of TikToks out there, so check that out. Also, Biesco, B-A-E-Z-C-O on YouTube. You can also find me on uh, on Twitter as well as on Instagram. We are all over, and I don't know, I got a message that people are coming to my account for Snapchat, JC. Would you happen to know anything about that? What are you talking about? Why are why am I getting emails from people hopping on Snapchat for the uh for for my page? I don't have a page on Snapchat. It's probably spam, dude. I'm sure it is. Yeah. HR spam. I hate Could be. hungry. I, I have no idea, actually. No idea. What do you got going up there? What do you got going on? Uh you can tune in and listen to me every day. Interesting things with JC, every there platform that's out there, uh the podcast is out. You can find it on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple iTunes, all, you name it. It's everywhere. Interesting things with JC. Or stop by jimconnors.net if you want to check out the website. Once again, that's uh, Common Carriage in London. Over the air through podcast radio. Digital nice. Channel 4. Uh, Google, Amazon, Apple, Odyssey, Audible, Bullhorn, CastBox, Deezer, FYYD, Good Pods, iHeartRadio, Geo Savan. Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podcast Republic, Podchaser, Podvine, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Instagram, and more. Feel free to just punch in interesting things with JC. I'll give you a podcast every day, anywhere from one minute to eight minutes in duration. Good way to start your day. That's all I got for you. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, drive safe. Have a good night. Have a good one. I have some good mofongo waiting for me downstairs. I'm excited.